Attention. If this noise makes you uncomfortable, please turn it off. You're not an adult. <sighs> Through the power of hedonistic role-playing games, a group of friends unknowingly awakens a slumbering evil. <laughs> Bursting forth from its ancient tomb beneath the floorboards arises the Lich. Welcome to Tales from the Lich. It is time. We must go. The hour is upon us, friends. Yeah. Alright, well let's go let's go take care of this. Alright, I uh I'll don my shield and uh you have, two, you have two shields. Yeah, I am using my shield and the other one is protecting my back. Friend stops uh balancing lively on just his tail as though he were a cartoon kangaroo and uh begins readying himself for the mission. Now does she put us in in manacles or something? Does she just tie us? No, we're just gonna go? No. And her she name is her name is Plupupin. Oh, and the only reason she can talk to you, they only speak under common. She casts a spell. Right. She's clearly a powerful spellcaster. And then you feel like it's going to wear off okay. soonish, but she's not concerned. Well, there's no exchange of words. As I look at her shiny, vacant fish eye on the side of her head, and I, I gently place one calloused palm on her on her robed shoulder, and the glow from the pool of eggs that I've recently inseminated is rising up behind us casting uh, casting a, a light a, a pale light across the room and we exchange a look that as our bodily fluids are mingling so too have our souls to a degree and I and she knows that me and my party are ready to move she purses her fish lips at you and her eye gets slightly bigger her plate sized eye gets a little I feel that, and see the beauty in all nature and I've learned something today after all these years you know, we don't have a lot of water out in the petrified forest, and I feel like I've really expanded my knowledge of the natural world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're doing this for future druids. And, like, and like, I know what, what fish pussy is now, so... Yeah. That's good. Ultimately, yeah. it's a win. Yeah. It's a total win for mm-hmm. all, all the world's creatures. Yeah. The light coming out of the tub, the small, the little glowing actually matters to you, because you can't see in here. There's no light in here. Yeah, right. Um, the Kuatoa... Don't like light. You previously upstairs had lit something and one of them put it out. Yeah, because I wanted to write in my journal. Yeah, they don't like light. Okay. Coming into the town, you did see a little bit of light here and there. There were a couple things glowing. You see like little 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 glow in here, which gives you a little hope, I guess. Yeah. What's that? What's what? That little glow there. Oh, it's hard for me to tell. Jim Jar comes over. Jim Jar comes over and inspects the tub, puts his finger in, kind of smells it a bit. It's life, my friend. <laughs> it's life. They motion to Bloop Lupine. She says, "We must go." And she starts. The guards start ushering you out. It's fear point. All right, yeah. Let's do this thing. They're not. They're not shackling you. They're not. Um, 
Okay. Taking your equipment, they don't even care. We'll follow, follow, I will follow in the line. When you guys were brought here, there was a shrine you guys saw off just the distance, but you didn't have time to inspect it because she kind of shoved, shoved you into the uh, into her room quickly. But as you come out, you see the shrine again. A nine-foot-tall statue stands here. Its body is roughly carved from some kind of wood in the shape of a humanoid female. Its head and forearms formed from the severed head and claws of giant albino crayfish. These parts are lashed on with strands of gut and emit an overpowering stench of rotting shellfish. Shells, brightly colored stones, mushrooms, and rotting fish are piled at the statue's feet and strung in garlands around its neck. Four star Kuatoa slowly circle the statue, alert and on guard, while a few others mill about, gazing up at the statue and bowing repeatedly while chanting. This is the Sea Mother's Shrine? Yes. Okay. Yes, this is uh, Blibdulpul. Anyone who's here can make a DC 13 religion, intelli- intelligence religion check. Oh yeah, I'm on it. Friend is going to make that check. Does not pass it. 19. I fail. You recognize that... Uh, well, maybe you've never heard of... I have a connection with their leader. Sure. You, maybe you've never heard, but you can recognize from the way they're offering and the way they're praying and just the general feel of these people mm-hmm. uh, that Blibdulpul is a scavenger goddess. So all these things are important. All these things that are there are items that belong to someone or that were found or basically scavenged and then placed there. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So... She likes offerings that are discarded or recovered items. Okay, I'd like to, I'd like to knowing this, go up to, uh, by the shrine, and uh, there's these fish people bowing and praying near it, and I will remove the flint shard that was used to escape our captivity and mm-hmm. give it as an offering. The guards are kind of looking at you as you pull it out, but they see you... I lay it down just, uh, reverently at her feet okay. as something that served me and my friends, and now I offer to the goddess of these people as a broker of goodwill. Okay. Um, yeah, they they see you placing it down there, and one of them nods uh, approvingly. Uh, Plupine puts her hand on your back, on the small of your back. <laughs> uh, and you can feel the... Her clammy hand is a little cool, but yeah. you get the idea that that's supposed to be a warm gesture. Sure, of course. Even though it's gross. Yeah. To you, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you do that, another uh, Kuatoa comes over and looks at you with his big, stupid fish eyes. And he throws up on your item. Cool. And, there, and then he just starts bowing down to the to the altar. Yeah. And um, and he, he wanders off. And I can see all this. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes, you can see this. This area is lit a little. You can see enough. You can see all this action going on. There are some... Basically, some of the fungus that's gl- glowing uh, is around here. Okay, okay. Just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah. You can I, see I'm all taking this. mental notes. And you're on, you're overpowered by the smell of of shellfish. Right. I would like to. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything on the altar that's like um, besides the pool of gelatin, um, quivering, purple fish vomit? Um, is there anything like uh, algae, um, growth, um, some sort of watery... Yeah, there's mushrooms. Okay. I would like to pluck one mushroom and put it in my satchel. I didn't expect this. <laughs> it's got some dried vomit on it. Sure, that's fine. I'm a druid. Re- regurgitated fish guts and whatever on it. Mm-hmm. But And yeah. I, as I pluck this mushroom, it's it's a, 
it's thick at the bottom. It tapers up towards towards the head, and uh, you know it's got kind of a orangish cap. Um, I'll, I'll put it's it's only about two inches tall. Uh, as I look towards Blue Blupine, uh in her eye for approval, I will uh, mutter um, to to the goddess. May this protect us in our time of need. She nods approvingly. She's not saying too much. It's kind of a quiet area here. You do hear some random gurgles. Some of them are chanting mm-hmm. uh, and praying and bowing to it. Um, she, all the guards that are pushing you, kind of each in turn go over to the statue, say a quick word, and bowing their their head, their unblinking eyes, just leaning over a bit. You see a, a group of Kuatoa start to come in, and they are being led. One of them looks like he's leading the rest and talking. Kind of just wandering, kind of in a, a philosopher type situation. He's just wandering, and all the rest are following, like we listening. Got, we got all Plato. Yeah, you've got fish Plato okay. walking around. Cool. And you know, he starts circling around, and he's saying something. The guards don't seem to mind him or whatever, but all of them are—they're kind of walking in weird, random, you know, very darting patterns, like a fish would in water. Uh, so he's just kind of walking randomly, and they're all just you know turning, synchronized turning when he just zigs and zags. And they just kind of wander through. One of them wanders into a friend and just walks right into you. Oh, are you okay? I'm so sorry. I should watch where I'm going. He doesn't really react and just keeps walking off and uh, and Shushar says to you, he's sleeping. He's sleepwalking. It is a common problem here. We all sleepwalk. This fish man that wandered into you is just kind of back and forth, just walking around. Just he, His eyes are wide open, but he's he says he's sleeping. You sleepwalk? Sleepwalk, we sleep swim. Cool. Oh, I hate these guys. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that becoming a, a real problem. It is. Typically with guests. As you start to look around, you realize that a lot of the people you see walking might not actually be awake. I turn in the darkness, my, my gaze towards Bruce Godbolt, and say, Hello, my new friend. Yeah. What do you think of this beautiful and strange new culture? To be honest, I don't know what to make of it. Mm. I mean, clearly they're bloodthirsty. Mm. And uh, it's a little strange, all the vomiting, well, all the sleepwalking. I mean, it's not for me, but sure. it's interesting. It's different. Hmm. Open-minded. I like it, Bruce. I like it. I mean, yeah. Sarath, uh, over the mental hotline, mm-hmm. says, uh, Kuatoa are strange creatures. Some say they were elevated to sentience by the mind flares. Mind flares? Did you say mind flares? Yes. Ooh, my. What are mind flares? I know what they are. They're powerful psychic creatures. Their tentacled heads are known throughout the Underdark. They enslave everyone with their psychic powers, controlling your brain and forcing you to into slave labor for them. Wait, aren't they... All of these creatures are enslaved by Mind Flayers? No, they've been freed or escaped or something. Oh. This said is it was a rumor, It's, a, it's a an rumor. old legend. Oh. But it, it would not surprise me. They, well, I have my own story and legend. My people do, and usually that negatively affects, you know... People's opinions of me whenever they see me, and I was, uh, you know, I was just concerned. We must keep moving, 
and the guards um, push you further westward, okay. westward toward the shore. Mm-hmm. You begin to approach a large group of Kuatoa surrounding something. You're not sure. They're all gathered there. There looks like there's hundreds of them. Uh, and you understand now why they don't care if you have your equipment or a shackle. There are just so many of them that they're not concerned. As you're approaching, you're hearing them gurgle and bubble something. It sounds kind of like a chanting of some sort and a, and a, and conversation mixed in. Uh, and while we've been used as bait, there's so many of them. Because they they want to sacrifice us. All right. He's yeah. fine. Pnupupin leads you through, and they start, as she's approaching, they start yeah. parting. We have one target. It's the daughter. The daughter, yeah. She's, yeah, she's the one leading the deep father group. I forgot her name again. Hold on. Probably something real cool. D&D. It's Blopbidod. Of course I it was is. right. Yep. <laughs> Blop, her daughter Blopblibod. 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 Plupupin starts marching through the crowd's parting, and you then see what you're approaching. The idol to Limugugu, the Deep Father, consists of a large hide cut roughly in the shape of a manta ray and stretched out on cords between two support poles. <laughs> Conspiracy! <laughs> a dead splayed out manta ray is pinned to the center of the hide. Two dead octopuses Octopi? Octopi. Octopi. This is... I gotta read this. Two dead octopuses... Cephalopods. ...are draped across the top, their tentacles pinned and artfully arrayed, their heads tied together and painted with red and blue pigment. The idol reeks of decay, and the broad stone altar below the idol is stained dark with blood. I need you to make a sanity check as you recall your past... Give me a DC 11... Dude, that's scary. DC 11... I want... I want... Charisma. No, I want Wisdom. So wait, he was friends with a manta ray randomly, and this thing... Yeah, that's his, that's his yes. story. It's the one... That's really funny. It's the two. It's the two. It's the two all over again. Yeah, so DC 11, Wisdom. I can't read that. Okay, so it's a 13 plus 4 yeah, Wisdom. Yeah, Okay, it unnerves you as you recall your only friend you've ever had down in the Underdark. Is he visibly unnerved? I, yeah, you can yeah, see... I, I just, like, stop. He, yeah, he stops. I mean, you guys are all, like, a little uncomfortable about it, but if you look around, you, you can see a little... There's a little extra fear on his face you haven't seen. And, like, I am, like, peering into the soul of this manta ray, and I'm just, like, I'm, I'm trying to recognize it. I'm trying to understand what exactly is happening... And I'm recalling events. Like, I'm just having this emotional wave. And I... I'm gone. I'm not even here anymore. Gross, Bruce, are you okay? I don't even respond. Why have you stopped walking? We've gotta go. Yeah, you... Spears kind of poke you in the back a bit. They're oh. being very aggressive with you, the guards are. Oh, oh, like, I'm trodden forward, but I'm, I'm in the trance. Pulling from my secret, deep-seated hatred of humans, yes. I find a I find this to be a perfect opportunity to haul off and just slap the fuck out of Bruce under the guise of of trying to get him out of his state and kind of bring him back to reality. Sure, yeah, yeah. Bruce, come back to us. He gives you a really good slap, 
and and friend oh, and friend flashes just this like half of a grin before he realizes what he's what's he, what he's doing and hides it again and, and with a face of concern on his face. Mm-hmm. And and as you do that, the guards kind of like aren't sure what to do, but they're like, "Well, we're not moving," so they start poking you too. But they don't really do anything else, and everyone else is like, "I move." Yeah, friend moves with the guards. Everyone else is a little like, "Whoa, okay." Um, You know, I don't know what that was, but there's spears and a hundred kuatoa, and you know, a a shrine situation. As you guys are approaching, you're seeing um, a kuatoa wandering back and forth on a pedestal. She's up higher than the rest, and she is shouting something off. You know, an undercommon and a gurgling, bubbling slimy undercommon. Behind her, towards the shore, you're seeing uh, you know, a dozen Kuatoa throwing chunks of something, pieces of meat and whatever, into the water. Yeah, you smell a bit of blood. This area is lit a little. There are some uh, torches lit here. They don't like light, but there are some torches lit in this area. So you're... you're everything's very visible. Uh, also... As you approach, you see that they already have two sacrifices near the altar that they're getting ready to prepare. Amateurs. What do they look like? One of them is a Durga. A deep dwarf. Mm. He's the one they're hauling up there right now. He He's begging for his life in Undercommon. Um... I mean, you don't understand, but that's what you assume is happening. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're just, they're right now trying to bring him up there while this group is chanting and she's shouting something out uh, at the top of her lungs. You also see an additional man that I don't know anything about. You (laughs) don't know anything about? Would you like me to describe my character? Yeah. Picture, if you will. Picture, if you will. A half-elf with short kind of messed up brown hair uh, you know half elf facial features but is um, the most unnaturally buff looking man you have ever seen he looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger with Legolas's face <laughs> sure. his his muscles on his chest and uh, the tops of his shoulders are covered by large fur vest that seems to have small bulges on the inside for something. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a, a fur, basically small fur underpants and fur boots. You just have underpants on and boots? And the cool. vest. And a vest. This guy sounds kick. Yeah. And you right. have you have all your equipment. They haven't tried to take anything from no. you. There's a billion of them. They don't care about So I, I see these people. How close are they? They're not too close, but you see them coming. You see them being marched up at spear point. Like so they're sacrificing the dwarf. <coughs> they're, sa- they're, they're, yeah, they're lining him up. I would like to make a perception check As to see if I can identify the daughter. Mm. You know the daughter. She's the one on the pedestal. She's the one. Yeah, okay. yeah. As you guys are approaching, Shushar will say. And the plan was. The plan was basically, um, Plupupine wants to get in with the daughter, so she's pretending that she's offering sacrifices to the deep father. So we have to wait. So that she can get close. Okay. No, well, they weren't expecting you to come. So as you guys are approaching, uh, and they're getting ready, they're hauling the dwarf up there, um, you guys start entering, and you see uh, this handsome buff man and this helpless dwarf in line for the sacrifice. Everything kind of halts, and there's a hush. You were kind of going through an outer crowd of lurkers and onlookers, people who weren't maybe necessarily 
in with the Deep Father, but are there. And she looks down at you, and there's an exchange of words back and forth between her and her mother. And her mother. Shushar is going to kind of translate for you over the, the hotline. Is it an undercommon? It's an undercommon, yeah. They only speak undercommon. You, so you understand everything that they're saying. She's saying uh, she has come to make amends to the Deep Father. And she wishes to offer these sacrifices as an apology for erring in her way. She wants to bring the Kuatoa together. And Blotlebod is hesitant at first, but she... I think, yes, I think she is coming around to it. She, she's going to... Uh, yes, she agrees more sacrifices are necessary. Well, while the other two are talking, I want to side, uh, sidle up sort of next to Bruce. So, sorry for for hitting you there. I just You seemed like you were stuck in something. I wanted to bring you back. Yeah, no, actually, I appreciate that. That, uh, that I need to clear my mind. Yeah, I need to clear my mind. Yeah, I'm glad you're doing better. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. He says, glad you're doing better to you, but you keep peering over at that altar. Yeah. And the memories. Mm-hmm. It's tough, dude. I mean, this is a much bigger one. Alright, so it doesn't, it doesn't really... It really is what species, he might have been. I'm looking at, like... You're, yeah, you're looking at what you probably prevented. Yeah. <laughs> you killed this motherfucker when he was a baby? <laughs> <laughs> Bruce! <laughs> it was a hard time. <laughs> you notice that Shushar actually is not being led with you guys anymore. It's like they don't care about him because he's another Kuatoa. And he's kind of kind of sidling into the crowd more or less and he's not part of the procession being pushed forward as expected so they start bringing you forward and they kind of put you into the middle and the chanting begins again and you start to realize that many of them are chanting and it's hard to understand but many of them are chanting limugugu in a really gurgling gross you know bubbling tar pit manner Shushar's still close enough that he can mentally communicate with you, so he's still kind of telling you what's going on. So they put you all in the center. They all got you at spear point. Everyone's kind of relaxing a little. They're not worried about you, so they're kind of holding their spears up and chanting. Some of them are bowing and praying. Some of them are just sitting there, like, shaking and quivering. And Blopbidon begins her rambling, chanting again. And Shushar says to you guys, she's, she's preparing... Preparing the sacrifice now. And she's she's calling Plupupine up. So she's beckoning to Plupupine to get onto the altar. Well, this is happening. Can I can I bless my friends? Yeah, that's fine. They're gonna right. stop you. I'm gonna bless Theoric and friend and I guess the next closest fella. You can only do three? Yeah. Uh, you well, I'll give you the choices here. You got Darendel, Gemjar, Rant, Sarath, and Stool. I'll be Darendel. And what does Bless do? Alright, so you get plus one D4 for attack rolls and saving throws. Boom. It only lasts a minute, so it's gotta be quick. You gotta be quick enough. Yeah. So, I feel I feel this guidance, or this uh, this blessing fall over me from uh, from Bruce Godbolt's God, and I look over at him in exchange and I meet his eyes, and I reach my hand out and I say, May the spirits guide you, and I'd like to cast guidance on Bruce Godbolt. So, uh... She motions, Plupupine uh, gets uh, beckoned up onto the pedestal. She comes over to her daughter, and they kind of uh, embrace. It's a weird, awkward hug. 
but you're pretty sure that's how all fish hug. I know that it feels nice. Yeah. You've been hugged this way. Uh-huh. And Parts so, of me have been hugged this way. Yeah. So, so it doesn't look that weird to you, but to the rest of you, you're like, you know, it's like a weird, awkward friend hug. Oh, that's weird. I feel a stirring. For you, you recall that moment in the tub. A feeling deep down in in the parts that tingle with nature's delight. Stir <laughs> at, at remembrance of our tub encounter. They awkwardly embrace. They're mar- marching you kind of into the chopping block line. The archpriestess of the Sea Mother steps forward across the span of the altar toward the Kuatoa waiting for her there. Shushar's translating for you guys because uh, she's speaking in common to everyone. She says, the time has come for us to acknowledge your divine vision and welcome it. I have brought these as offerings. She gestures toward all of you, standing within a uh, circle of guards. She says, so will you not accept them? You start to hear uh, blopidod. She says, you are you are a wise mother. I accept your offering in the name of the Deep Father. May their blood nourish and strengthen him. A burbling cheer goes up from the surrounding Kuatoa, their fists raised in the air. You guys are being prodded onto this grate. As you get pushed forward towards the altar, you realize you're on top of a grate, and you can see a lot of blood caking it, some of it old, some of it new, and you hear the lapping of the dark lake underneath it. You know this leads whatever this drains into heads straight into the dark lake. As you get closer, you're actually right next to this handsome, barbaric beast, beauty and beast. What, what are all you guys all doing? Why do you, are you like looking like you're communicating with each other? Or? Yeah, we're, we we're not like, talking We're not talking, to but each it looks other. like we're kind of distracted. Um, we're definitely a clique. You can tell we're a group. There's there's a certain closeness around them, and they all brought, were brought in together. There's an elf a tiefling, a human. So you see a giant hulking quagoth with them. Mm-hmm. There's a little deep gnome. There's an orc. There's a drow. And then there's a myconoid baby mushroom thing. And he's really glistening with moisture. <laughs> I, I look at this group and I smile and my teeth glisten. And I just you can see just how unnaturally white they are. Ah! <laughs> so say. I am sorry, friend. I... Yeah, mate, what's going on here? What did you Someone say? say friend. Because they, they're on the hotline, so someone can translate for them. What I said to them is, here for the sacrifice? Sarah comes in and says, he, he says, here, here for the sacrifice? Common. Yes, 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 friend. Ah, you speak common. Why do you keep talking to me? I didn't ask you a question. No, I'm talking to this gentleman, this older gentleman right I'm here. Keep saying friend. His name is friend. <laughs> oh, then you and I should be close friends sometime soon. What do you say? <laughs> That's all right with me. Yes. You look very nice. Well, thank you. I do work out quite a lot. Yes. I can tell. <laughs> hey, tell me, what do you know of potions? I don't know anything of potions. Oh, you know of potions? Close one more sale. <laughs> <laughs> Just, this is the big one. Do you have any potions that will help accentuate my hair? Ah, hair, yes. Why, your hair is already so long and shiny. I know. Hmm. But I do think I have something that could give it a little bit more body. <gasps> not, not the kind of body you see before you, but it would still be pretty good. Well, that sounds nice. <laughs> Maybe yeah. if we get through this, then I'll hit you up for some of that. Oh, 
Trust me, I have many potions, and I open up my fur vest coat, and it's just lined with vials and vials of potions. As he exposes his bare chest, Friend is going to be very intrigued and just amazed at what he's seeing. He's very, you know, he's very concerned with superficial appearances, so he's he, this, he's with you, bro. Sayarik is, is also taken aback by the pure the, the physique of this man. This is a a specimen of a human. Yeah, half elf. Oh, this a half elf. This Sorry, this is a, a genetic freak. Sorry, yeah. he's a half elf, not a human. So yeah. you, don't, you half hate him. Friend feels very sympathetic. Uh, to uh, to our new uh, sacrifice e mm-hmm. here, uh, because he knows that halflings of any races are genuinely uh, are generally um, marginalized, right. yeah, uh, yeah. like myself. Yeah. So so yeah, he's he, he's taking a liking to this gorgeous oh, man, and plus he's Hathel. gorgeous, yeah. And yeah. he he's got a physique. So this guy's Gaston. This guy's got a yeah. He's got a okay. physique that mm-hmm. you feel like an elf is not even capable of having. You know you. You've met lots of elves in your lifetime, and nothing has come close to this, like, specimen. Right. Right. Some of those potions got a little something in them. HGH. There's a little HGH. <laughs> He's got four HGH <laughs> potions. Creatine. <laughs> creatine potion. <laughs> no, you need more creatine. You need that HGH. You need that deer antler. Yeah. Okay, so while you guys are talking about how beautiful he is and, you know, whatnot, getting to know each other before you die. There, you hear just chanting in the background, and you hear a speech, uh, you know, this this um, sermon cl- going on. How close are we to daughter? To daughter? Yeah. Um, oh, you're, you're not that far. You've got the alt. You guys are standing on an altar, and then maybe ten feet away, up on a pedestal, Poo-poo-poo-poo and Blockbidob are standing. I'd like to, um... Lean in towards. Uh... Oh, sorry, I didn't introduce myself. My name is uh, Aloysius Moss Eater of the Moss Eaters. <laughs> Aloysius, beautiful name. I'm Searic. Ah, of the Petrified Dunes. Oh, the Petrified Dunes. Yes. Um, hey, I'm gonna lean in. I'd just like to get out of here, Aloysius. You know, I think I'd like that. You'd prefer that to dying for some fish gut. Well, I do have more potions to sell, that is for sure, my friend. Alright, you see, I think that we need to start going into more like a phalanx pattern. We need to, yeah, we need to be like grouping up, that way we don't get separated. Understood, yes. Stuff. Like, it's gonna be getting chaotic You're here. clearly a warrior. I'm, I'm sorry, you two seem to be staring at each other for a long period of time. Our friend, our friend Bruce here has said that we should clump together to help bolster our defenses when the time comes that we break out of here. Oh, he said that, did he? Did. I didn't hear anything. I'm going to look over at Stool. I'm going to look over at Stool and ask him to click in another line here. Spray a little fungus. Stool can't add another line right now. Okay. And he is just (gasps) quivering. It's like you've never seen Stool quiver this much. Is there a puddle beneath Stool? No, the puddle's long gone. It's under the drain. But Stool is is (laughs) like dew all over. Okay. Um, What I'd like to do is I'd like to go up to him. I like to embrace him, give him a hug real close, maybe rub on him a little bit. Who, who are you hugging? Aloysius. Aloysius. Yeah, that way maybe some of these spores will yeah. get in him. How strong are you hugging? It's not, not like real strong. Okay. It, it, you know, not, you can hug real strong you guidance. Dude, you can roll <laughs> plus four. You could guidance plus hug four him. hug check. And you have bless. You could 
He might, up the shit out of he you. might <laughs> divinely hug you if he, if he desires. Let me look at my strength, figure out how hard I want to hug you. Eh, I can't you hug that hard. Asking, right? Yeah. He comes up and hugs you. It's not... If, if you're letting him hug you, it's not like crush you strong unless that's what he's going for. No, no, no. Guidance. Yeah, it's more of like I'm trying to like get some of these like spores on his face or something like that. Okay, I guess he's kind of hugging and nuzzling. You know, I do. I give the French kiss and I go in a little deeper. French kiss? Not the French kiss. The, the French, on the cheeks. The French, the French the greeting. Cheek Sorry. Kisses. Okay. But I make French it. Kiss. I, I, no, I do the French <laughs> greeting and then I make it a French kiss. <laughs> do you? You know what? I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> But I am gonna do the, the French thing. But no. I'm like the cheek kiss, the cheek sure. kiss, yeah. I, but I make contact rather yeah, than yeah. like the polite sure. thing. I reach in and I bear slap you on the back. <laughs> yes, we're all friends now, aren't we? Yes. Conk, conk. As it's hitting my shield. Yeah, but it hits hard. You feel it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a like impact. Yeah. Beefy impact. Do spoils rub off at all? No. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not sure what he's doing. He looks at you, kind of like, huh? And, um... Yes, yes, we're friends now, yes, I just said that. And he just keeps talking to you, nothing appears to have mattered. Alright, sorry, man. You shoot your mental brain attempts at him and nothing happened. Sorry, I was just trying to, like, see if any of these spores rub off on you and you could, you know, join a little... I'm I'm afraid that I I don't understand what you're saying, but that's okay. He speaks common, so we can just talk to him. And and there's a... No one's paying attention to you, and you... You guys are pretty sure, based on what they've been speaking the whole time, that they only speak under common. That's all you've heard... Right. The Yeah, but you know what they say about assumptions, and we've even been in the city before. Jim Jar, a little deep gnome, comes up to you and kind of like opens your vest a bit and looks at it and says to you in common, "Did these do anything?" Ah, yes, they do many things, my friend. What is it that you would like? Are you going to help us get out of here with these? Can we? Hmm. Well, it depends. Do you have the coin? Jim Jar rummages around for a bit in like his various little pockets and pouches, his backpack, and like, afraid not. Hmm. What do you have on you, my friend? These are expensive wares. Well, we don't. We don't have time for that. We're. They're gonna kill us. Well, maybe you, young small thing, but I'm a big tough man. <laughs> <laughs> they're not gonna kill you because you're a big tough man. <laughs> this makes sense to a big. Sense. If you're a big tough guy, that just makes sense. Like what would happen to me? <laughs> Tell me, my friend. Um, what is the nearest city around here that I could sell my wares to? We were planning on heading to um, the Neverlight Grove, but I don't, I don't think they would want. It. I don't know what you have. I don't think they'd want your stuff. But a grove? Gra- you mean there's like enchantresses and druids and that sort? No, it's where those things live. And he points to uh, points to a little fungus stool, a little quivering wet mushroom. Hmm. No, they would not have money. We were going to go to the Neverlight Grove, but we were hoping to get just a boat here, and travel. Uh, Grackle Stew, uh, you could go to my hometown, Blingdenstone. Hey, that sounds like an expensive town. It's got bling in it. I mean, yeah. And stones, you know, gems, precious gems. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if you'd like it right now. But, um, Why is that, Stew, my friend? Grackle Stew, uh, we'll worry about that later. This is busy. What are you? I, Grackle Stew. Are you lying the, to me? I do Blades. not like liars. I don't lie. It's You're the city of Blades. <laughs> so. Help us get out of here, and I'll tell you how to get to the City of Blades. They make all the weapons for the Underdog. Mm, that seems like a good place for me. Mm, yes, okay, well, 
that guy right there, and he points to the, the dwarf that they are now dragging over finally to the altar. That black-skinned dwarf there, he, he probably knows the way, too. Maybe you can travel with him. Hmm. I say, do you know the way to Blaytown? <laughs> what? Quickly, man, Blaytown. Just help me. Do you know the way to Blaytown? As, as you're saying this to him, they slam him onto that altar yeah. on top of that bloody mess. As they put him on the altar, I'd like to look at, um, what's the priestess's name? Plupin? I'd like to look over at Plupin and de- deploringly. Yeah. Sure. Desperately. No. As, as they slam him on the altar, you can see her giving some kind of gesture okay. to someone off in the crowd. Okay. They slam him on the altar and they pull out this big, wicked, sharp, jagged knife and they jam it into this this dwarf. <laughs> and right as it gets jammed into this dwarf's stomach, Poopoopine draws back her staff and swings it right into Blopdibod, right into her head. You hear a solid thud. I see this deep dwarf getting stabbed just, well, that guy's just a piece of shit. I don't fucking care about him. He, he screams out and, <laughs> You should have answered me, you prick. I'm going to race up to him. Come on, guys. No, fuck him. The second the uh, that Plupin strikes Blopidon, there's chaos erupting around you, and you hear and fights just start breaking out all around. Did she kill her daughter? No, they're battling. They're 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 tangled up. Guards are coming to help each one of them. You're not sure who's on whose side at all. You can't even tell the difference between those. And there's no way to really. They're not wearing anything to signify which side they're on. But brawls start breaking out all around, and all the guards near you just kind of rush off. You guys are just standing there, and the people who were mid-sacrificed leave the knife in the dwarf who's still screaming, and they pick up their weapons and head into the melee. Okay, roll for initiative? I don't know, whatever you guys want to do. No one's paying attention to you. All right, do you think that we should save the dwarf or help out to kill this enemy leader? Bruce, why don't you help Blue Poopine, and I, I, I will help our guide who can tell us how to get out of here, and we can make it make haste. Sarah, for the Neverlight Grove. You guys are all on the hotline, I assume, or you can talk in the yeah, open yeah. for his sake. I don't mm-hmm. care. Yeah, we're common. Okay, yeah. Sarah says to you guys oh, on the hotline, because he doesn't speak common, says, we need to get out of here. Let's run to the docks. There's boats. There's boats there. I see it. Where, the, where does the river lead? It doesn't matter. It's not here. We have to get out of here, or, Bruce. Let's grab the dwarf and go. Let's grab the dwarf and go. I, I just pull out my axe and I, I'm... Where are we running? Darrendale picks up stool, throws him in his backpack. To the docks! You're I'm, a stout man. Grab the dwarf. No, fuck him. Help! He, he can I'll, guide I'll, us. I'll, I'll run up. I'll run up and grab him. Okay. Bruce grabs the dwarf. He's yelling in common help. Yeah, Hold the knife I'm out gonna, and grab him. All right, yeah, so I'm going to grab him. I'm going to be like... Curing his wounds as yeah. I'm going. He's he's not like he's holding the knife, just kind of like not sure if he should take it out. Yeah, and no, he's I'm, I'm going to tell him. Just leave it in. Just leave it in. I think you should take it out. I have healing word, friend. I can heal him. For right now, we'll do that. Okay, but you grab can, him. Yeah, you can go over, pick him up. He's just like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Help me, please. I can't believe you picked up that piece of shit. <laughs> Doesn't he know what I've been through? Listen, Aloysius. We have a lot to talk about, but let's yes. get to the docks you, right now. You are a good man. This I, man is not a good the, man. The He's dwarf, a piece of shit. <laughs> the dwarf's, like, really confused by you and your anger towards him. Yeah, I'm looking at you, motherfucker. Steroids, bro. <laughs> this creatine potion. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's like uncomfortable with him now, but my boat. They probably have my boat on the dock. Let's go. Just please get me out of here. So I assume Bruce throws the dwarf over his shoulder, fireman care sure. style. As we, I mean, as, they're pretty heavy. As you we and, run through you the and dark, start grabbing. As we run through the off. dark, these these spears <laughs> clashing through the caves, Real echoing sp- off the the, the the moist cave walls. Um, the, the sounds of battle and glur- gurgling, dying fishmen all around us. I take a moment to look back towards my... We shared spirits for a, a brief time. And I look back at her and I... I, I wish her the best with all, all, all that I have within me. All, all, of the, all of the fairy, fae guidance I have. I look back at her longingly as we as we make our way towards the docks. As you look back at her, the second you look at her, you see her look at you. She gives you this knowing eye, and then she shoves her staff right into her daughter's heart. And you hear her screaming, just I do the I do the Hunger Games two finger. <laughs> and she's she's screaming. And there's this huge melee of just tumbling Kuatoa everywhere. There's a handful of them who aren't even fighting. You see Shushar trying to calm everyone down, mm-hmm. and just don't oh, know. I know that I, I know, I know. Heading towards these docks, as as the sounds of battle echo around us, I know that my half elf, half fish children are gonna make a fucking serious kick ass adventure one day. You're yeah. thinking about your half elf, half Kuatoa yeah. children mm-hmm. when something happens. Oh shit. Another sound rises above the burbling cries of the Kuatoa. The dark surface of the water further out bubbles and begins to foam. A thick, oily tentacle bursts forth, followed by another. Then two monstrous heads break the surface, both resembling hideous, angry baboons with wickedly curved tusks. Both heads are attached to a single torso, and the monster's red eyes burn with bloodlust and madness. The creature rising from the dark lake must stand 30 feet tall and more, with water cascading down its back and shoulders. Upon reaching its full height, the great demon throws back both its heads and roars. There's a uh, glowing coming from chests and arms, almost veins, veins of looks molten, molten liquid. He comes from within the water. He's coming from out of the water towards the shore. Where our boats are. Where your boats are. Bellowing simian yet cephalopod yet soren creature is coming out of the water. The kuatoa around you start chanting. Many of them start chanting. Some of them stop fighting and lay down while they're getting stabbed in the head and they're just chanting. And or they need everyone his avatar. to make a religion check. Intelligence religion check. Bam! 15. 19. That is a 10. I don't care about this. Natural one. Oh. <laughs> uh, you immediately throw yourself into the baboon's mouth. <laughs> this is good. You're pretty sure this is your mom. <laughs> uh, friend and Sayark, you recognize this creature from, from legend. You realize now that this entire time you were hearing Limu Gugun, but you realize that that is a uh, just their variant of saying Demogorgon, the prince of the abyss, the sibilant beast. Ugh. Legend has it that this creature rules the abyss. 
Prince of Demons. It matches the description you've heard as this titanic creature is walking towards you, glowing, screaming. Give me a charisma saving throw. Twelve. Seventeen. I'm going to go with twelve. I'm going to use his guidance. I got a twelve. Everyone who failed, raise your madness level by one. What's a failure? You didn't say who failed. Thirteen's a failure. So friend is the only one who did not fail. Friend did not fail, and I'm going to roll for all these people in a second here. And in fact, the only reason I didn't fail, friend knows who this entity is, and he's wildly impressed by him. You... So much power. Your origin as a... You're devil-related. You're not demon-related. Demon being the chaotic side, devil being the lawful side. Right. But you have a, a certain affinity... I have a respect. Uh, yeah, and yeah. Def- uh, certainly a res- you better respect this thing. Respect! <laughs> Demogorgon yells, Ah! <laughs> the other head's all, Ass! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and as this creature's coming towards you, you actually do see the heads, like, kind of snapping at each other, and it's insane, uh... They're old men in a barber shop. Yeah, cool. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It, it's clearly like there's some level of infighting within this creature here. It's snapping, the heads are snapping at each other and bellowing out, and orange light is erupting from the mouth as it's opening it. When it opens, just light is pouring out. And you see this giant creature running for it. Sorry, anyone who failed, uh, tell me what your new madness level is. Three. three. Two. You got three? Three. And you got three. Three. Fantastic. You. Two. Give me a D100. Just 59. You are deaf. As I see the cacophonous, bellowing, orange glowing light coming from these incredible ape simian heads atop this almost fungal, oceanic creature, its roar echoes through the caverns of my mind, and all the ancient memories become scrambled. And, 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 and I hear this... There's a real and I, I, I lose, I lose my hearing. All the chaos around you, all the rushing, whatever. And I see blood spurting up from fish in the lake, fishmen. I see sh- uh, spears glinting as they as they jam their ways into the solar plexi uh, uh, of the of these creatures. And and this this great evil creature, uh, this great evil demon, is roaring, and, and everything turns to silence around me. First, you need to roll on a special chart. Yes. Under this man's name. What is it? This Demo is Demogorgon. Demogorgon. Oh, he has his own special chart. madness chart if you hit three while Let's watching him. Cool. <clears throat> Get me a D100, uh, fellas, and you will have a permanent character flaw. It's written as a quote, so I'm just going to read it like that. One void. There's only one solution to my problems kill them all. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fucking hell. Jacob made a likable character, but that just got fucked. <laughs> uh, Aloysius. That's a straight up 10. Someone is plotting to kill me. <laughs> I wonder who. I need to strike them first. Oh, shit. Well. <laughs> Alright. Such uh, a good pair. So, I would, I would like to roll a perception check instantly and look at who... Who looks like they're on edge and about to like draw a weapon or something? Do you want to do like a random roll in the group? Whoever's closest to me, I feel. I feel like if they're going to kill I me, I fall into my knees with my hands over my ears. 
Yeah, he's collapsed. And uh, friend is looking in awe at the bee, at the creature. So okay. I, I assume Grit. that it's not those two because they're not looking at me. No one's. I mean, really they're they're preoccupied. I can tell that everyone's kind of preoccupied, running towards the shore. I guess let me see what everyone else's madness leads to because I'm going to roll for them as well. Also, in my defense, I am carrying like a dwarf, so I don't look too angry. Just to yeah, you're busy. Darendel collapses. Jim Jars just paralyzed, staring at this creature walking towards him. Ron running towards the shore with his axe in hand. And he stops suddenly and puts his weapon down and just starts looking around a bit confused. You look back. You glance at the old loving Shushar. And Shushar previously was trying to calm people and just help others injured, get them out of the fight. But all of a sudden he becomes really guarded. And you see him bolt. Sarah, he's running towards that boat that the dwarf that Hemeth points to the boat that he says is his. Sarah, without a care in the world, oh my god, running. Stool. Darendel collapses. Stool's being cradled by him. And Stool wiggles his way out and just hops around a little, bounces around a little. Boink, boink. Yeah, boink, And looks completely confused. Hemeth being carried by the now disturbed Bruce Godbolt. Seems... Right. Considering the knife in his stomach. You guys have your darker sides exposed. I'm just deaf. And you're deaf. <laughs> that's your darker side. <laughs> <laughs> Can't hear nature anymore. Mm. Oh, Sweet. fuck. That's a big deal. Mm. Dude, yeah. There's no lapping waves. There's no mushroom giggling. It's going to be something that I'm going to have to come to terms with. Unless I die right now. Okay, so you guys are heading to the shore and the party... More or less falls apart. I don't know what you guys want to do. Your friend, you're a-okay. So Bruce is still running to the shore with Hemet. There was a moment of hesitation. I've been alive for 960 years, and I've learned. I need a supercut of your age <laughs> from from every session. Six thousand. One of them. <laughs> it's like nine hundred. When you're five hundred years old, like me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back through and listen to your age. I'm, I'm gonna have 20 hours of listening to find I'm your Yoda. age. Okay. Sometimes I lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean that. After that long, you probably forget. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I don't know how long I've been around. I'm, even... a, I'm 32, and I already don't know when yeah. my birthday is. What I've learned in my time on this on this realm is that when you're in a place, you go with the natives. The natives know the land. The natives know the, the flow and ebb of, of the tides. I'm following Sarah to the boat as fast as I can. It's, I don't care about the mushroom. I don't care about the buff guy. I don't care. I've been around this long because I'm a survivor. What about fellow elves? No. I abandoned my people. Centuries Sarah ago. Sarah and friend are easily your most focused people. I'm going to Sarah. I'm following yeah. Sarah. Sarah is running straight to the shore. I don't know if friend, friend's kind of, I guess, staring at all. Friend is continuing with the plan of trying to get the fuck out of there. But, uh, you know, while he's walking towards the boats, which are the original plan, 
uh, Friend's head is turned towards the demon, admiring him as he continues to go forward. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in this standard hurry of everything's turning to shit, so let's run. But you so want to look at the, the accident as it's happening. Yeah, right. Like it's, it's the train wreck mm, that I really enjoy looking at. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm rubbernecking as I go. You see this vein start bulging on the side of Aloysius's neck. And he starts, like, he puts his great axe back on his shoulder for a second, and he reaches into his vest, and he's looking around at these potions, and he pulls out one that's got this pulsating red bead that's in water. And he grabs it, and he starts just booking it straight towards Ron, just, Hey, motherfucker! I know it's you! Ron. <laughs> and I just start raging super hard, and as soon as I get close to him, I'm throwing this point blank in his face. Jacob, that's an intense stare. That is intense. I think I have to fight you. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. (laughs) This is where Out of the Abyss ends. (laughs) Alright, Rot starts growing. You throw this on him, his armor is breaking off, his shield collapses, his muscles start bulging, biceps are stripping chainmail off his body, confused, just looking down his body, and he ends up, and he's, he's like 12, 13 feet tall. Mm-hmm. And he looks back at you like, he knows it came from your direction, but whatever hit him, and he's looking back at you confused. God! Damn it, it's the wrong fucking potion again! You throw a growth potion at this month. You shut your goddamn mouth! <laughs> I'm gonna slip him off, off my back. He just rolls off. I don't care about him right now. He I'm lands on a stagger. Ow! Ooh, actually, he dies. <laughs> oh, by the way, no, uh, he has the exact same thing as Andrew. Now he's no, he's got, <laughs> he's got a unique one among you. Let's do initiative. Twelve. Oh, mine's higher. Seventeen. <laughs> Ront is um, a non-participant right now. He's confused. He sees you running at him, but he's still not sure what's happening. Bruce, go right ahead. I'm going to charge him. I'm going to say, Don't attack my friends! (laughs) (laughs) Ront looks at you confused also. This 13-foot creature is just... He's yelling off something in orcish. Looking around, confused at both of you. You're running at him. You're running near him, and he's and you threw something at him. You dropped a man. He's confused as all hell. Just like, his axe is so tiny. I'm gonna swing my broadsword at this fella. I'm gonna be taking more like a baseball bat. I'm gonna be trying to slam it into him to boss some of them potions on his body as I'm also trying to cut into him. Well, negative tackle. It's a twenty-one. That sounds like a hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Roll for damage first. Let's just get that out of the way. That'd be uh, 10 damage. 10 damage? That is a meaty damage. It is. I have 20 hit points left. Oh, oh wait, wait. Just say, I dropped my shield, the shield that I was carrying, when I did that, just so my defense is two hands swinged. Just give me a D100 roll. 86. He slams into your side, but it narrowly misses your, your potion pocket. Mm. There's a sigh of relief because you still have some inventory. Mm-hmm. But there's, again, the axe in your, the sword in your side. Right. So you gotta weigh those two. I don't know how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> Aloysius, 
I see this sword hit me, and I turn around. You are in fucking cahoots with him? Giant Rot still looking at you confused. Yeah, and this man attacked you, so maybe maybe Rot wasn't the one. Maybe he wasn't. I'm activating one of my rages for the day. This has bad for you. I don't remember what it does, but I know it kicks ass. A rage. I get advantage on any strength checks and strength saving throws. Um, When you make a weapon melee attack, you gain plus two bonus to damage rolls. I have resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. I'm taking my great axe, and I'm just going to start. I'm going to swing it straight at his dumb, stupid shoulder. That is a five. Pretty good. So that's an eight total. Yeah, no, w- without the without the shield on that 16. All right, so I just take this great axe and I swing it straight down trying to hit him, but I, I just completely miss my my visions getting blurry yeah. from this you, rage. You feel it bite the earth. And it just slams down into the ground, and I hear this <laughs> dust and dirt clink. Yeah, it bites right in the, the beach sand. And I get so goddamn mad. Because I'm still raging, I can make another single melee attack oh, as a bonus action. Yeah, go right ahead. Uh, yeah, kick his ass. So, because that's on the ground, I'm just going to try and headbutt him as hard as I can. Yeah, he follows up with a sick headbutt. So, 16. He hits you. Uh, do a D4 for damage. And so, 9. Plus two. This guy plus slams five. into you. Alright, so he, he hits, hits me like that. I'm kind of like stunned and a little taken aback. And so, I'm going to like pull my, my second shield out now. So, I'm using that. While you're drawing it. This little piece of shit comes in. Ooh, there's a giant rock. There's another. There's a here. shitty little dwarf. I knew it. I'm going to read to you what I got for the dwarf real quick. Hemeth got, whenever the character takes damage, he or she must succeed on a DC 15 wisdom saving throw or be affected as though he or she failed a saving throw against the confusion spell. The effect lasts one minute. Hemeth, kind of blinded by this, this knife wound... And seeing this demon prince erupt from the uh, the waters, looks around and sees the man who dropped him onto his knife and starts waddling after Bruce on his elbows, screaming in pain. Just, ah! As he's crawling towards you, you guys are oblivious to it from the, the chaos of the melee and the random kuatoa and screaming and whatnot. He crawls towards you and he tries to swipe at you with this knife. You feel it glance across your boot, cut in... And you feel it cut, but it's very superficial. It penetrates your boot. You look back and you see your boot sag a little where it's been split. And there's this dwarf just looking up at you with hate in his eyes and his wicked knife. Kill them all. I mean, that was the rule. (laughs) I know. Both me and Jacob are dead. <laughs> yeah. Ronch is just looking at you guys like puny little creatures. Right. And I'm, I'm going to say to Ron, Ron, help me kill this guy that just attacked you. we got to get them. They're attacking us. Both of these guys that were going to be sacrificed. Ron's looking at you confusedly. Uh, who are you? He yells out in, in common. It's Godbolt. You hear to me? It's Godbolt. But there's a blank, giant, orcish face right. staring at you. Okay, um, so I'm going to be pivoting to make it so that both of these fellas are in front of me. Both, uh, who's who the fellas? The, the, both uh, Hemeth and Bastard. Okay, you're kind of backing towards Ront or something? Yeah, I'm kind of like, we're in this together, Ront? Yeah. <laughs> Positioning? Yeah. 
and I'm going to take another swing at this berserking motherfucker. You can back away from Hemeth, no problem. He's he's just crawling toward. He's not even making an effort to get on his feet. It's just singular focus with this knife coming at you. Uh, I swing at him, but I miss. Uh, that like the boot and all that kind of slips, mm-hmm. and uh, in this beach, I don't quite have the right footing, and um, I just I, I kind of question myself and just land a bad look. Behind you guys in the water, you hear huge splashes. The large tentacles are slapping the water. Right, then the waves the are to deal with. Waves are yeah. wiping out boats. Sarah and friend are running towards a. You're not even sure which boat it is. There's chaos going on around you. There's bodies running everywhere. Kuatoa bowing down. There's Kuatoa freaking out. I see blood and Sarah, soil flying up. I can't hear a thing. Sarah is running straight for a boat. He's heading towards the shore. You guys are maybe another initiative turn from it. If you're following Sarah, he's, yes. he picked a boat out and he's heading towards that dock. Good. Friend is is he's sticking him? with the yes. same plan. So I we're pretty much in the same area, going towards those towards a boat, whatever. It is. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna pull out a. The green white mucus vial and throw it at uh, Bruce Godbolt. Well, that's a 14. This uh, vial he yanks out, slams into your shield, and bits of it sprinkle onto your flesh, and you feel parts of your body kind of slipping away, for lack of a better phrasing. I guess they're losing their reality, but it's, it's holding together, and you're fighting the force, and then you're drawn back into reality, and you realize that this man has just thrown something at you. You're not sure what it was. Ron's standing there, watching you throw this thing at this guy who's backed up next to him. And he's still not sure what's happening Ron. for all these tiny people. Ron, he keeps on throwing potions at us. We gotta get him. Uh, go ahead and do your action. All right, and then I'm gonna swing my sword at this guy again. Hold on, I still get another action. He does have a bonus action to swing his axe. Okay, that's true. Sorry. Which I'm going to use a reckless attack as. I don't even know what that does. Uh, reckless attack gives you advantage on a melee weapon attack roll mm-hmm. for this turn, but attack rolls against you have advantage this turn. Mm-hmm. So, uh, did anything happen to a shield? No. Yeah, what the potion do? What happened with the potion? Maybe feel numb. Only splashes I've ever getting on him, and he felt like his body was in a way, away. fading out of existence. Okay. But then he came back the shield, to... The shield, nothing's happening to the shield. Okay. But it, he didn't get the full effect, so he's fine. So that's a 14, so it misses. And you miss all hard, you slam right into that shield, that glossy shield from your sweet potion that polished it. Yeah. So I get advantage now? You get advantage towards you get me. Fat advantage. All right. So I rolled an 18 and a 19. Like, I've realized that this, that this foe is dangerous and that these potions... I could very easily get the best of me. Yeah, oh yeah. So I'm going to put everything I have into this strike, and I'm going to uh, call down. Um, actually, you know, I'm truly, I'm inspired by the power of this this god that's in the water. Yeah. And I'm going to do everything I can to to summon magical powers of the Underdark as I slash into him. I do four slashing damage to him, yeah. and then I do thirteen divine damage. Right. Are you awake I, still? I am. I've got five hit points. Okay. Bruce, charisma persuasion check, please. That'll be a uh, 17. 17. Ron gets really excited about your your idea. He's going to swing at you. Aloysius, you must suffer under Ron's swing. Ron is awful. 
<laughs> Let me verify how awful. What's your AC? 13. Oh, you suck at AC. You all bad, homeboy. I have fur. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get right. It sucks you hard in the buns. Like, you feel an axe. I mean, it's pathetic in his hands, but it's pretty big to you. It's, oh, he's still I mean, holding his... I thought he dropped his weapon. At the shore. Did I say he dropped it? And all of his remember. armor broke. His armor his broke. His armor broke. Fine, fine. Weapon, He's though. punching you in the butt. <laughs> like, you guys are leaning into it, and Ron's just like, ah, just this big sock, like, uppercut into your butt. Okay. Uppercut. <laughs> oh, my God. He's a 13-foot orc god. You're getting a 13-foot orc god uppercut to your butt. Sure you can! For... Eight damage. Right, is this good. uppercut just punches you right in the buns? Well, that that knocks me out. <laughs> okay, so you go flying. You got KO'd by butt uppercut. <laughs> Which way do I go flying? You Towards go flying back. <laughs> into Wait, the hold on. Okay, let's review where we were. <clears throat> Ront. Ront stopped running because he was like, "What's going on?" Yeah. Some weather. You must have ran ahead of him. Yeah. And he was behind him. Yeah. So Ron uppercuts you sure towards the boat. <laughs> okay, you two are running. Yeah. I want a scatter dice roll to see if I hit that boat. <laughs> You're not going to hit the boat. It's a Funky little far off. He's a 13 foot. <laughs> you guys are they're a little Just far off. But friend Sarah and Sayarak are running towards the boat as fast as they can. And this body you recognize lands next to you in the sand, kind of in front of you, unconscious. It's this vested man you saw, and you, you with this loin, fur loincloth and sweet boots, his beauty is shattered a little, but still unbelievable. Yeah. And the physique is magnificent still. Yeah. And it, this body lands right in front of you yeah. as you're running. And, uh, you know, the sand's flying up, and, and I hear the thuds of this heavy-weighted body. Yeah. Um, a potion of creatine powder just <laughs> hits the air. My muscles get bigger. I'm going to... I'm gonna tighten, Muscles tighten up on this corpse. On this, Not um, corpse, this, this limp. Unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to kneel down next to the body and... Oh, oh, friend. Uh, uh, not you, friend. Yes? I'm... God, are you okay? Sarah jumps over the body and is just. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try briefly to like lift him up to say, "Come, we must go. Get to the boat. Get to the boat." And then I'm gonna yes. take off. I like. I like him because of his marginalized race, and so I'm going to help Sayarik pick him up. You guys are carrying him. We're gonna try and lift. He's him up unconscious. Under each, okay, yeah, he's together. Un- he, yeah, he, he, he is just landed there limp. All right, we're gonna drag him by his armpits. Halo ragdoll physics landed I, in front of you. Just I got <laughs> uppercutted in the anus by a thirteen foot orc. We're gonna drag him by his armpits, underneath his armpits, to the boat. Okay. All right, we're gonna cut back to Bruce and Rot tag team Batman and Robin here. <laughs> I, that I, I did almost that all that goddamn damage, and I'm Robin still. <laughs> I didn't call you Robin. But we know who's Robin. Well, what are you, 13 feet? Or are you a naked 13-foot orc. Wait, wait. What about that dwarf? Yeah, oh, no. the dwarf. Yeah. Okay, sorry. You, so you guys cut back, and this dwarf's crawling towards you with his knife. It's like the scene from Freaks. 
Oh, I thought it was like Army of Darkness at the end of that skill. Dang. Sure, but freaks. Okay. <laughs> All right. Once we finish this guy off, we can get out of here. Let's get him. Okay. Uh, he's crawling towards you with the knife. He's very injured. Is that wrong? You can just either... Uh, he's a problem. He's oh, a, he's a he's, fucking problem. He's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Yeah, you know what? I'll just have Ront step on him. Okay, Ront sees this guy. He saw him slash at you, and he realized Ront's on your side. That's what yeah. Ront decided when you, with your words. He was like, okay, this is this is the guy I know. And he puts his full weight with his foot and just kind of grinds his heel into this dwarf's head. And you... There's this... I don't want to call it satisfying, but you're a little excited about the crunch and splat that you hear. As the sands just start running red with blood. You guys are out to a point where the light is really dimming for you. You, Your vision is dropping off the closer you get to the shore. The only thing you can see is the town, a little bit of reflection off of everyone, and this giant demon walking towards the town. You can see the glowing coming from within his jaw, his veins. So Ron, grab your armor, and let's head on over to that boat. Ron's armor is... It's just totally mangled. It's, yeah, it's in shambles. He hulked out of it. He hulked out of his armor. He's naked. I was hoping just like he busted. Everything grew double the size except his penis, which tripled. <laughs> God, Ron's so cool. And became eight Ron times heavier. And, and his penis is eight times heavier. <laughs> you feel like it's picking like a swordfish up out of the water. <laughs> Why am I lifting it? I mean, because <laughs> it's... <laughs> Because it's dragging on my shoulders like Atlas. Rob, let me help you out. Because <laughs> it's it's clearly dragging in the sand. Yeah, he's having problems. Like he doesn't know what to do It'll with his phallus. Times longer. It was really big before. Yeah, he had a big orc dick. Yeah. So Hammoth. All right. So I'm gonna hoist on my shoulder like you do a rug. <laughs> Hammoth is dead. Shushar's wandered off. Stool's wandered off. Sarath has gone to the boat. Ron's with you. Jim Jar's staring at all. You're not doing anything with him. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, I'm heading to that boat. Okay, the boat they're going towards? Yeah. Okay, so you see them. Actually, you don't see very well. Yeah. Uh, you're catching up, and you, you're you not even sure. You know the path they were going, and you see the figures in the distance. You can't make them out. Ron's running behind you. His thundering footsteps in the sand. You just hear in the sand just pounding sand away as he's running behind you. And you, you're you running into the distance. Ron's just following you. He doesn't care what's happening. He, the only thing he knows right now is you're his friend. Um, and these guys are jumping into a boat. As you guys are jumping into a boat with an unconscious man, it's Sayaric, friend, and Sarath all get in this boat. Sarath is like, come on, come on! You guys get into this boat. Uh, just looks like some kind of keel boat of whatever. Wait, we have to wait for Bruce because I, because friend will be fucking damned if he doesn't get to you're, murder this. You're human. the one who gets to kill Bruce, right? We have to wait for him. You're unconscious, laying in the boat. They set you down. This is a large boat. It looks like it could probably hold ten, fifteen people at least. You're heading towards the boat, and your vision is dropping off dramatically. You can't see who's on the boat. You hear familiar voices. Uh, you hear friend. You hear Sayaric. Uh, you hear son Bruce. You, yeah, you hear him calling Bruce. You hear a definitive friend voice calling for Bruce. Come on, Bruce, let's go! Ron's just like, okay, and he's just following behind you, naked giant. 
And he gets in the boat. The boat just tips a little. Ron grabs two oars. They look like two spoons in his hand. And he's just... Just rowing. He doesn't care. He doesn't know what's going on. But he sees that thing in the distance. And even though he's huge, he's not that big. And it is scaring the hell out of him. I hope this is permanent. That's giant weirdo. <laughs> That's what I caused. Out of the abyss. <laughs> yeah. So Ron, Ron is just pedaling this boat. You guys, you can't see anymore. You know you're on the boat with friends and friend. As I see Ron, I can't hear a thing. No. I just see flashes of light. I, I see the, the this silhouette of this monstrous ape bonobo creature moving through the water. I see fish slaughtering each other. I see all my former party members clash, like tumbling onto the boat. And I see Rot rowing away. And I know what Rot was concerned about before. And even though I can't hear, I call out, Night! You are strong before you're gone! <laughs> I think back on Blue Poopine and the children that, that could have lived so many centuries with the uh, this new breed of, of creature we've created and uh, the abomination of, against nature that it rose from the depths. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. And I feel, I feel, I feel my premonition and my destiny is intertwined with whatever caused this kind of blasphemy against nature. Yeah, and... And, and killing my eggs. I've seen centuries, I've seen civilizations rise and fall, I've seen families grow to prominence and then and then disappear into dust, and I still think my life's purpose is to find out what darkness summoned this creature and destroy it. Until next time, shake that bear. Rod! Wait, do it in deaf voice. Night! <laughs> you are strong before you're gone! <laughs> you haven't been 
deaf your whole life. <laughs> Why? Right? You wouldn't talk <laughs> you that still way. Know how like, to fucking speak. It still fucks you up when you can't hear yourself. You just talk louder. I thought you just yell. <laughs> no, no, it's well. Like, there's like, a take. There's take like one. Here's take two. Take the one you want to use. Okay. Okay. Rant. You are strong before your god. Deaf voice is funny. Deaf voice is funny. The only funnier. reason you have deaf voice is because you don't know how to like use your muscles correctly. Is a lifetime of using his muscles correctly. We're using deaf voice most likely. I don't okay. have a lifetime. Because deaf millennium. voice, deaf voice, <laughs> your lifetime. We are yeah. inappropriate, and deaf voice is the funnier. One. <laughs> it really is. What? That's funny. No, well, I agree. Like, stares like, no at you. are going to be listening. What are they going to do? Softly speaking Braille? I don't think so. Right. Let's release it in Braille. Let's release really softly speaking Special Braille, Braille episode. <laughs> One episode only, Braille. How do we convey? <laughs> you, you just print it and send it to them. <laughs> Let's, and we'll get, we'll send it to the Braille community, like no, some, like, some, some I, donation. They'll never read it. They'll be like, let's just hand this out, I guess. They'll read the first few and be like, this is a fun adventure for deaf people. <laughs> oh, no. Parentheses. <laughs> they're Parentheses. deaf, they're not and blind. And, and we'll put, <laughs> even the deaf can enjoy D&D. Well, we're talking Braille, so... <laughs> Why are we talking Braille? We're talking about Why are we talking Braille? <laughs> 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 That's the... <laughs> I found the outtake for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I broke the seal. I gotta come back. Why is blind people with disability privileged white motherfuckers? Who said Braille? They're out. I think you did. Oh, shit. <laughs> Brian's cackle from the other room. <laughs> That's not... Deaf people can, can see. They can see just fine. <laughs> Hi, I'm Caleb. And I'm Dom. And I'm David, and we're a part of the Trailblazers podcast. What is Trailblazers, you're asking yourself right now? Well, our podcast is difficult to describe. Yeah, it's kind of like a Senate meeting, except with less filibusters and more rolling for initiative. It's like going to the movies, except instead of watching professional actors create compelling storylines, you're listening to a bunch of guys just pretending to be professional actors. It's sort of like going skiing with your friends. If your friends were able to cast spells, wield swords, and there was no skiing involved. It's like going to court, but with less arguing and... Wait, no. There's probably about the same amount of arguing. It's like going to the bank, but instead of tellers behind the windows, it's just three guys role-playing. So if any of that sounds good to you, then you'll love our actual play podcast where we get together and play the Pathfinder role-playing game. We'd love to have you guys join us every Tuesday on the Trailblazer Network on iTunes or at our website, tblazer.net. Hope to see you there. So wait, it's just a couple of guys playing Dungeons & Dragons? No, 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 no. crazy? It's called Pathfinder. What, are you trying to get us sued? 